What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Monday, August 16th. We had a big weekend, big weekend of soccer, big weekend of MLS, lots, lots of things going on. So today we're going to do things a little different. Um, LA Galaxy have a game tomorrow. So for the first 30 minutes, uh, we're going to recap LA Galaxy game. And then the second 30 minutes, we're going to talk uh, LAFC. And then we're also going to have uh, Back in Black join us to talk about that. But here to help me start things off, we have uh, Total Galaxy, a.k.a. Alex, and we have Andy Diosa. How you guys doing? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, excited for tomorrow's game. Really good result on the weekend. A lot of surprises. That's something to talk about. Yeah, Andy, how you doing? Good, man. That, like you guys said, a lot went on. A lot happened over the weekend. Just in the soccer world in general, Premier League's back. So, you know, things are rolling for sure. Yeah, everything's going pretty back. So, um, we got we got to talk about, you know, obviously um, the LA Galaxy. So we don't have uh, that much time today. So I think we should just get right into it and, and talk about that. Right. So it was like, the, I think the biggest surprises um, that I think uh, kind of took everybody by surprise was to see Jonathan Clinton starting uh, because I don't think we expected that. But I mean, to our surprise, he had an incredible game. Um, he just outshined. He, he he had a shutout win performance, and I'm pulling up here the the lineup. So I just want to look at the lineup. We can talk a little about the lineup here. Um, but yeah, I I was surprised, but I think everybody else was. But his performance was uh, was phenomenal. So if we look here at the lineup, obviously you have um, like I said, Jonathan Klinsman. Uh, you had Nico. He he got the start over Jorge Villafania. Uh, you know Derek Williams, Segoko Bali, Araujo. Not much change outside of Nico. Then you had Ravelson, Kleshman, and Al Alvarez in there. We should also mention Leggett was out uh, because of the passing of his sister. So uh, prayers to him. Cabral and Grand Sur. Then you had uh, Dehan uh, Jovalich up top. Uh, he looked great. Uh, Alex, what were your thoughts on, on the lineup? Um, yeah, just like you and I think a lot of other Galaxy uh, fans alike, surprised by the lineup. Obviously, the star goalkeeper, Jonathan Bond, not starting was a big surprise. But at the same time, he does deserve some rest, playing 18 games so far this season. And in most other leagues, right, they have a domestic tournament, and usually that's where the backup goalkeeper will get time to play. For us in the U.S., that's the U.S. Open Cup, but they're not hosting it this year. So I, I can understand why uh, Vanny would want to give Bond a bit of a rest, and you have Klinsman there, who had a solid game. We'll talk about that for sure later. Also, to Nico Heimelainen, get to see him for the first time. That was something I was definitely going to pay attention to. I know he's a, a, a right back, I mean, excuse me, left back that likes to get forward a lot. So I wanted to see if how forward he would get and if he would kind of be a liability on defense, kind of like how Serginio Des kind of was for the US MNT during the Nations League, uh, the Nation League games. So I was interested to see that. Also, like you mentioned, uh, Legit and Jonah not there for, you know, Legit for personal reasons. Jonah, I kind of understand you don't want to burn him to the ground this week. So I understand why Kleshin is playing there. And I really wanted to, I was really excited to see Dejan Jovalich. So um, really intriguing lineup. And I think we learned a lot about the depth of the team uh, during the game against Minnesota. Yeah, no, I mean, you definitely hit the nail on the hair. It was very impressive to see what they did. Andy, what, what were your overall thoughts when you when you saw this lineup? I think it's uh, it was interesting at first because if you think of, of certain games that you try to kind of mess around with the lineup, I don't know if this necessarily would be one. I feel like uh, a coach would be more inclined to do that at home than do it on the road in, in a place like Minnesota, which is obviously a tough place to play. But uh, credit to Greg Bandy, man. He he did it. He, you know, he has pieces. And that's that's the whole thing about him trying to put the squad together this way is that he's really just trying to find out what he has. And I think he's finally getting to that point now as we get closer to September 
where he knows that he could mess around with the lineup and give players some needed rest. Obviously, you guys mentioned uh, Sebastian Legend not being there. Dos Santos is also, you know, coming off some some uh, some personal stuff, and then also the you know the national break with Mexico. So I think it was good to kind of just see a little bit of a change and. And for Klinsman to to get the start is uh is definitely pretty cool to see because I think before Bond even came in that was um, the number one you know keeper that was the idea so for him to kind of just be able to get that and then have the performance he did was was pretty great so all around I was I was definitely shocked by it but um, once again hats off to Greg Vanny for doing that yeah and no, obviously they talked uh, today was a press call because they play tomorrow and I think he the things that he mentioned you know he talked about you know giving the senior, senior players as he as he referred to them uh some rest and to get some other guys in there but I think the, another point that he made as well that was really really great to hear him say is that hey these other guys understand that there's competition as well but they're also all a unit you know what I'm saying where you have that like obviously not saying that Jonathan Bond uh, would take anything for granted, but also there's going to be someone behind him that is athletic. I think I, I seeing that, uh, seeing how Jonathan Clinton performed, we really, I think I really got to see his athleticism because I don't, I don't think I've ever noticed that last season because obviously, you know, last season was different for them. And, you, you know, at times that, that he'd get scored on multiple times. So we couldn't see that, but now you see how he can look with this defense, right? When this midfield and everything and all those pieces are looking good, but like, uh, he was man of the match um, for a reason and what he did, what he had like seven or eight saves, uh, incredible saves too. Uh, pretty much won him the game. Uh, but but the, another player that I want to talk about is Kevin Cabral and also Dejan. Uh, they, they got the incredible assist play and we really got to see Dejan's uh, ability to see how he's able to read the game, right? And we we can tell you he's, he's a baller. We can see what he's doing with the ball and how you see those movements. Alex, how, how did you see Dejan's first up performance? Um, to start off the game, first 15 minutes, 20 minutes, not too many touches from him. Something that I was kind of a little concerned about because I don't want him to kind of not be involved as much when it comes to the build-up play. And just in general, I don't want him to be out of sync with the rest of the other players while the game's going on. Uh, as you mentioned, right, his his touch passed perfectly for Cabral in stride was amazing. Very exquisite pass, and Cabral was able to finish that. Um, I think we'll see a lot more of him tomorrow. Um, maybe, you know, subbing off just so he doesn't play too much. Um, but I'm excited to see what he can do. I, I don't think we've really seen too much of him yet. Like I mentioned, not too many touches on the ball in the last game. But uh, when he did have chances inside of the box, I felt he took a little bit too much time uh, trying to get his feet set and trying to shoot it. I felt it should have been just more one touch and then, you know, just shoot it at the goal. Hopefully it gets on goal just so... You know, he can kind of get a rhythm into the game, kind of, uh, uh, what's the word? Kind of just really get in with the rest of his other teammates. So I, I know there's a, definitely a lot more of Dejan we haven't seen yet. This week we'll probably see that for sure, whether it be tomorrow against the Rapids or on Friday in the Cali Classico. I just think Dejan's going to be a really huge addition, especially when it comes to facing some of the tougher teams in the Western Conference. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, I've, I've liked what I've seen. I know it was one game, but it, it looks like he's able to complement Cabral really well and sees where, where he need, where he can hit him in, in stride. I'm going to play the goal here. I got it pulled up, and then, and then I'll go to you, Andy. Now Cabral. With Jovalich in front of him. Got to return it. Cabral split it between the defenders. Kevin Cabral, a chance. Cabral scores for the Galaxy. One end of the field to the other, and a chance to go top of the West with a win. They take the lead late in the half. 
So obviously that, that was right before that half, as announced and mentioned, then, you know, gave him the 1-0 lead, which led to the victory. What were your thoughts on Dejan and then also Kevin Cabrasco in that third goal? Yeah, I think for him coming in, the important part to remember is that um, I don't know if he has a solidified like role right now because I think whatever Greg Vaney has been working with him in training right now is obviously not factoring the fact that Chicharito isn't playing and he's in with the team. So I think coming in, like Alex has mentioned, you, you were probably going to expect it to be a little nervy, a little bit um, not the cleanest because of that. You know, he probably could say, hey, go and be the striker. But, you know, um, coming into a new team hasn't been with them that long and then just being able to just go in and have an effect in the, in the, in the time that he played it was great. Alex mentioned that ball was – I think the the, the the precision of it is what is really um, alarming because to make that play, and you see how kind of when it built up, I mean, they were completely outnumbered and in tight spaces. I mean, if you're outnumbered but the defense is a little spaced out, it's one thing, but they were outnumbered and it was a tight space. And, and Cabral, all credit to him for making the run that he did, which was uh, able to free him up. So I think it was, you know, and all you look at it and say, hey, he was able to get an assist, and, and obviously that's a positive, and for sure I think there's going to be a lot more to come. Uh, to see what he what he could offer, and then for Cabral, it's just great to see. I'll pat myself on the back for not this game, but the past one when uh, we were at the at the stadium. I I said in the press box that he was going to score that day, and he did um, against Vancouver. And I think it's just him finally getting you know a little bit more comfortable. And, and Greg had kind of mentioned that him being a little more physical too. And then I think when you're when you're in that position and, and you want to score, I mean, he even still had another chance to put another one in the back of the net. I think it was in the second half. And uh, obviously that happened, but I think, you know, the goals, the goals happening for him is going to, is going to open up his game a lot because I think we've already seen those flashes of him being able to take on defenders. But I think that run is something that is going to be very, um, it's going to be very memorable moving forward, knowing that he could find that space and, and kind of just fool defenders in a quick second and maybe, maybe, you know, free himself up. So um, once again, it's just uh, an abundance of great uh, options for, for Greg Vanny to have. And it's good to see that a new guy um, could go in and have the assistant and a guy like Cabral, who you've been counting on and who has been a little bit snake bit and uh, finally, you know, gets two in a row. So that's, it's great for for the galaxy. Yeah. No, and just to add on to that, you know, just to see, you know, just Cabral to get his third goal, Dehan to make an impact right in the first 45 minutes of his career with the LA galaxy and the MLS, um, you know, just seeing how they, they, those two intertwine and able to work because I mean, that, that was a top class play, right? Dejan read the, read the movement. Uh, Cabral did what he did it and finished. And obviously the pressure started starting to come off Cabral because, you know, I, I know some I know some fans were, you know, very uh, opinionated about him and as they should be. But I also felt that, you know, he was going to take some time. And uh, uh, clearly uh, he at times, you know, he struggles with with the physicality of the league. And, um, you know, he's, he's going to get better by, with, by game by game. But a, a player like Dejan, to be able to place the ball perfectly and away from defenders. So Cabral necessarily doesn't need to physically, uh, you know, uh, fight with them or anything like that. He can just use his speed to get past them. I, I think, I think he, this is, I think Cabral may be the, one of the biggest beneficiaries, beneficiaries a day And, you know, whenever uh, Chicharito comes back, uh, I mean, Chicharito is definitely, definitely going to benefit off of that. You know, if, if they do, do play with two forwards up top, um, but let's also talk about Chicharito because uh, Greg Vanny today, uh, you know, he confirmed that Chicharito is not going to be available for tomorrow. He did mention in today's press call that, that you know, he's, he's back. He's doing some movements and stuff. Um, and he also said that they're not going to rush him. You know, they, they still have no rush. Him. So uh, do we see him this month? Maybe, maybe not. Um, I mean, he's answered our questions. I think we just need to ask him. 
is Chicharito playing like this month? You know, because we ask him every game and he tells us, you know, he's like, no, he's not available. And he's just very honest and straight up. But I think, you know, uh, and they don't depend on him. They don't depend on him right now. Uh, and that's the benefit of seeing how how this group came together and, you know, and how they won. Uh, essentially, this game for most of the part of this game with with uh, the backup players and obviously Jonathan and everybody else came in. Uh, Alex, but how, how do you feel uh, uh, about Chicharito? Because Greg Vanny seems, you know, like he's not going to rush him, and I don't think they need to rush him. Yeah, they're, they're like you said it right now. There's really no need to rush him. It's not like this team is going to get into the playoffs in two weeks, right? If there was a playoff push, then yeah, maybe I could understand that. Maybe play him you know, a half, 60 minutes, stuff like that. But right now they're in a good groove. And really, this is kind of what the team needed for the first, you know, what was it, 10 games of the season? Chicharito was their only scoring machine there. They had nobody else scoring goals. It was just the Chicharito show from the beginning of the season. And that really wasn't a good sign. And overall, isn't a good sign of a functioning team, right? In any sport, you don't want to depend on one player for your offensive production. So seeing that this team without that striker is doing pretty well, and we're seeing players like Cabral, you know, Revolution, and now Dejan, who's going to have a chance here. You know, seeing them uh, perform without Chicharito and seeing them score goals without him is a really good sign that the team is growing overall because there was tons of concern at the beginning of the year. If we're going to depend on Chicharito, if he gets injured like he did this season, how are we going to get our goals? How are we going to win games? And fortunately enough, you know, Greg Vanny's doing a great job with this team. And Chicharito as well, been a big leader while he's been hurt in the locker room. So I think this really shows more the growth of the players um, aside from just Chicharito. So like, uh, you know, Greg Vanny says, I, I don't think there's any need to rush him right now. You're, get, you're doing good with the players that you brought in. You want the players that you brought in to continue to grow and develop, and they're doing that right now without him. It's not, it's not like he's going to stunt their growth, but you want them to have the opportunities um, to really shine and just show their best. So Greg Vanny knows what to do how to game plan when it comes uh, to playoff time. No, I mean, that, make, that makes sense. And I think it's also, Andy, it's also impressive how the Galaxy, uh, how they're united uh, on one aspect, because, you know, I know Greg Vanny at the start of the year, he was talking about the culture, right? But to also to stay, I know they were in first place for like a couple hours, I, you know, I don't know, but then they stayed in third place. But to still be consistent up top three without Chicharito's uh, 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 presence there, you know, I think that's the, the biggest thing that stood out for me. Yeah, I mean, I think, I, listen, I think we noticed early on in the season that this was going to be special for the Galaxy. And I think from the very beginning, even if it was Chicharito who was the one that was scoring, uh, the team was just getting off to a fast start. And it was not, I don't think anybody really expected them to play that well, the way they've been playing up to this point as well. Um, just because you have so much turnover in the team. You have, mm-hmm. you basically have to, what they have 17 new players, you have to instill a whole new, you know, type of system you have to get these players to gel you have players coming from different countries and Alex said it the most impressive part is that they're able to get these results on the road at home without arguably their most important player uh whether or not that's a good or a bad thing going forward I don't know because putting Chicharito back into that lineup hopefully does not change too much of the production for what these players have but once again the the job that Greg Vanny has been doing um and we've been saying this from what the very first month of the season you can't be talked about enough. So I think any everybody has the utmost confidence that he'll be able to figure that out when he has all the players at his um, disposition. The only thing that I'm mad about is Chicharito might not play this Tráfico coming up, and we've been waiting for this Vela Chicharito matchup for a minute. And the other thing is MLS is still promoting this All Star game. <laughs> Chicharito's gonna play. Um, <laughs> I don't get too behind, too much behind the scenes, but I was 
talking to somebody in the front office today that still talked to me about Chicharito. So I don't understand if maybe they, because Greg mentioned that he had been in conversations with the league about his involvement in the game and whatever the case may be. Maybe his injury is getting a lot better and he's getting close, but if we don't see him on the field, I mean, obviously not tomorrow, but if we don't see him even on the team sheet for, for uh, the weekend game against San Jose, which if we're being 100% honest from the Galaxy standpoint, it doesn't benefit them playing him in that San Jose game, knowing the physicality of that rivalry, knowing how San Jose likes to get after the game. And then after that, you're talking about an all-star game and then an LAFC game that, to the Galaxy, sure, it's important, but it's not as important as it is to LAFC. So it's yeah. uh, it's unfortunate of the timing of it, but, you know, Chicharito's going to come back when he's ready. And at the end of the day, it's the best thing for the Galaxy. Greg Vaney could really care less about anything else, and I think it's the right call. Yeah, no, and I mean, you talk about the marketing-wise, what MLS is doing. Not just the MLS, but the Mexican national team did it as well. When I was at the the game that happened, I don't know, it was in Nigeria that they played at the at the uh, the Coliseum. I think it was yeah. against Nigeria, <clears throat> but 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 like uh, uh, promotions all over with Chicharito's face on it. Obviously, Chicharito was not it was not called up by Tata Martino, but it just goes to show that you know how big his name is, and you know, and then like they're definitely going to use it because he's the biggest star right now in the MLS. Um, but unfortunately, if he's not going to show up, because I mean, you look even in the All Star uh, sh- uh, skills chance, where it's Vela, Rudy Diaz, Zella Ryan. Um, I think the guy from Minnesota, uh, United that, that played at Boca Juniors, I'm forgetting his name, Reynoso. I think, I mean, all those guys, I mean, to see them together in a skill challenge uh, against League IMX players, that, w- that would be amazing. So I, I know they're definitely going to pump that, but like. Yeah, if Greg Vanny plan not plan, because you make a make a point, right? Uh, San Jose is a physical game. All Star Skills Challenge. He's he's probably not going to play. And then LAFC, the Tráfico, that's a, that's another tough game. And I think that's the final game of, of of the month in August. So yeah, if you don't play him this month, because the big day, when when I guess when do playoffs start? Uh, October, September, October, November. November. Um, November. Okay. Uh, well, I knew I was. I should. I knew I was going to call out one of those months. I had just had to keep going. <laughs> but like, yeah, it makes sense. So if you don't, if you don't like Greg, Greg Vanny side and the Galaxy side, right? As fans, you, I, I eventually I want to see Bell and Chicharito, but I don't know if we'll see that. Uh, we might not even see it at all this year, and we don't know what happens in the future uh, because Bella and we know is on a contract year, and we don't obviously things aren't looking good for them right now but yeah I, I would like to see that and i would i think it would it'd be unfortunate that we if we never see that vela chicharito matchup uh because of injuries and because of what hap- was had happened uh you know last year with covid and everything but i guess we'll just have to see wait wait and see approach but it's not looking likely that we'll see chicharito play potentially this month maybe maybe we'll have to see what happens with san jose uh but nevertheless i, I think it's just been impressive with the job they've been doing how chicharito's engaged and then also uh, how everybody, like, you know, with everything that's been going on with, like, Jonathan Dos Santos, you know, the passing of his father, and then also, like, Sebastian Leggett, the passing uh, of his sister. Like, you know, like, how we, I'm pulling us at this photo here uh, of the teammates in the locker room, right, holding a Leggett jersey. And I think uh, Joan Araujo had something about, uh, I don't recall the exact words, but I think he had Vivi on it, taped on his wrist or on the wrist that he had. And it just shows, right, like, when you're going through something, it just shows how connect really connected this group is. And no matter what they're taking pictures and obviously winning helps, but like the, this seems going the extra mile to show like, Hey, we're really, we really care about it guys. It's not just about what's going on in the field. And we never, we never saw that two, two years, last year, two years ago, three years ago, necessarily. Right. 
uh, Alex, obviously being a fan, a lifelong fan of the other galaxy, how does that make you feel when you see uh, every player has each other's back? Uh, yeah, you know, if you were like a parent, right? It's it's something that just really, really <laughs> hold on, you hold to... on. Did you did you just compare it to being a parent? Well, hold on, I'm not what done yet, bro. I'm not done have? yet, bro. I'm not done yet. <laughs> you you. I, what it's kind like, of ex- Alex? Hold... Just remind us how old you are again, bro. I'm 17. I'm not. I'm not a parent, bro. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I'm, go ahead. Anyway. Uh, you know, it's like it's like you know, uh, just just seeing your like kids growing up, right? Like this team before just really seems so disconnected and just seems so individualistic. You know, especially during the Zlatan era, really. You know, that was definitely the emphasis of the team. A lot of uh, just individual instead of a collective. Now you you see that this team is maturing. Players are maturing. You know, everybody here brought in has a common goal: win a championship. And everybody here as well also just wants to build a relationship with the player right next to them. It doesn't matter, you know, who they are. A bunch of these uh, players brought in are new. And to see them just really be connected with one another and really just be like a family in the locker room, it's just really great to see. Yeah, no, um, I think that I think that's just the most amazing thing, uh, how, they're, how they're connected together. Andy, we, we, you you know when a team is connected, connected like that because the things off, outside the field, when everything's rolling, everything's rolling. What are you seeing from this Galaxy team that, that you haven't seen it as a brotherhood this year? Yeah, as I mentioned earlier, I think we saw it from the beginning. And they really, I mean, I think that win down in Miami, just being the first game and how it happened and transpired was, was important because they really came out from that moment and talked about, you know, we play as a family, we play as brothers. And it's like you said, it's fine for teams to say that because it is kind of cliche. But when you see the results pouring the way they do with the different lineups, with the different moves that Vandy has made and players from all over the world, it's really impressive. And I think that that was what I wrote at the time was like, hey, this, the, the whatever's happening on the field is one thing. And the fact that Tisharito was atop the Golden Boot race was incredible. And obviously his new mentality was reflecting on the team. But it's just the fact that they're still able to do this and keep this consistency without him being on the field is it's all props to what Greg Vanny has has done. And it's and you said it like it's it's you could see it. It's not just that they're saying it. I mean, the players have said it all year about just the way that, that they are in the locker room, a lot more loose, playing music, joking around, smiling. So I think that it's uh, once again, like I mentioned earlier, you can't give Greg Vanny enough credit for what he's done. Um, I understand the arguments are going to be there for. Bruce Arena and for Ryan Schmetzer at the end of the year for uh, Coach of the Year. But, man, Greg Vanny has as good as an argument for, as anybody in the league does uh, for that for that award. And obviously, you know, being at the top, being at the top of the standings like they are in, in such a crowded West and they're still playing, you know, pretty good opposition and they're showing that they could do this. And I think the most important thing to realize is that Vanny knows that you can't go out and try to, you know, you can't go out and try to do the same thing every game. And he's mentioned some wins are professional wins, some wins are character wins, but it doesn't matter. Like, they, you know, whatever they could do, if they're getting the one point, if they're getting the three points, they're just keeping that consistency, uh, reaching their goals. And he said it, you know, he's, he's surprised at how good they were at the point that, you know, the midway point of the season. So if they could keep this up, there's no reason to, to not believe that this team could make a, a run for MLS Cup. And obviously, Vanny has experience in that, in that realm. And to see the Galaxy back at that level, uh, it's only good, only good for obviously the fans, but it's good for the league, man. It's one of the most popular teams, uh, historically, historically the most winning team. So um, it's all, it's all thumbs up, man. It really is. Yeah, and and you're talking about that. 
I'm going to pull up the, the stats here, or the, the standings, excuse me. So, obviously, they're, they're still in third. But it's a tight race from, fir- you know, from first to third, right? It's only two-point difference from uh, from Galaxy and Kansas City. Seattle is one-point difference. Um, obviously, you know, if, if they win tomorrow, um, I don't know if any other teams play tomorrow as well, but I don't uh, – they can, you know, clean that, that, that number one spot as well. Uh, with this being such an interesting week, they play Tuesday and then obviously they play again Friday. Uh, if we look at the standings, you know, right there, like, you know, from, like I said, first to third, uh, you know, they're very close. But when you go to fourth, there's kind of a gap. There's a four point gap. Colorado, who they play tomorrow. Uh, interesting enough, there's a four point gap. They've been kind of like the quiet team. Obviously, you know, we know we're going to see um, Mark Anthony Kay, who, who's played with LAFC. Um, if we look at fifth, right, Minnesota, who they just played, Salt Lake uh, at 24 points, Portland at 23, LAFC at 23 in eighth place. We are currently sitting out. So, I mean, it's, it's looking tight, and a lot of things can change with over this next week uh, with, with this Galaxy team. They can definitely move up or, you know, they can definitely either stay the same or drop down a little bit. But how are you feeling when you see the Galaxy there, uh, uh, Alex, two points away from being back back in first place? It's uh, obviously, you know, a really good sign, right? The team's been consistent all year. And Colorado, this game upcoming against Colorado does kind of a little scare me a bit because Colorado do have, you know, their two games in hand from the rest of the Western Conference. So they can definitely uh, pick that up and really start to climb in these standings. It could be a four-team race, you know, by the end of this weekend, right, for the top of the Western Conference. So I think this game is probably a bit more and more important than San Jose game this Friday, just my opinion, just because Colorado are a quality opponent. And I think Robin Frazier's done a really good job over the last couple of years, you know, with Colorado being able to mold them into a better team. And overall, they play well as a unit. So I really think the Galaxy, from what they've shown, they've played a majority of the teams that are currently, you know, pulled up right now, the Geo pulled up. They've played a majority of those teams and have positive results with them. So I'm not too worried about their opposition right now in the Western Conference. You know, they haven't had their best starting 11, their best players out in single lineup because of all these injuries and international duty call-ups. So I think there's still a lot more for the Galaxy to to learn and really be able to dominate the opponents they play a lot more because Greg Manny's play style is, you know, it, it's simple, right? You don't just build up possession, possession, and then, you know, when the opportunity is there, take it, right? It's a pretty simple way of to play football. And I think in this Western Conference that they have, some of the teams have been up and down and I think the Galaxy are, are going to be consistent when it comes to the Western Conference opponents. Yeah, let me, let me pull this back up for you, Andy. But, like, how, how are you feeling uh, about, obviously, everything we talked about? But then, I mean, the the you know, we know the Western Conference is very competitive, but obviously how close, you know, they are from first to third and the way the Galaxy are playing right now. I think the most important thing to note, Gio, and you said it, is that gap between four and five. Because if the Galaxy starts to – amass a few more points, then we're talking about an automatic home playoff game, which is a huge benefit. Um, you know, obviously the attendance has not been the greatest, but it'd be no surprise that a playoff game at, in Carson is going to be rocking with whoever they have to play. And that's huge. That's huge for the Galaxy. That's huge for any team in MLS. And and the teams that you see up there, obviously Seattle has a very huge home field advantage and KC does too. So that gap is really important. That's why that that win over Minnesota was huge to, to kind of keep uh, spreading that a little bit. But at the same time, those teams at the bottom of the table, man, Portland, you saw the game yesterday against Seattle. They got smacked up. But these are teams that could that could come in and give anybody a problem. Real Salt Lake has shown it this season that they could really play in Minnesota, despite the result with the Galaxy. I mean, you know, that's a very talented team that's that, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put up for anywhere. And, and obviously, you know, 
<laughs> just for the sake of Spain. I don't think uh, Galaxy really want to play LAFC in the playoffs. I don't think LAFC want to play the Galaxy in the playoffs. So um, it's going to be interesting. I think any of those teams, and San Jose is in the mix too, and, and we can't forget that San Jose is, is a, a rival. So I think the, the good thing about where the Galaxy stand is that is that gap, like you mentioned, that they could keep getting a few more of these, um, these three-pointers. They lock that home game down, then it's going to, you know, benefit them a lot. But once again, man, they, you know, it's 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 MLS, you know, the playoffs start and a lot of things, crazy things can happen. So I think for for Vanny, what he's noticing is being able to realize the amount of uh, depth that he has and the the amount of different ways he can kind of present this lineup. Because like we mentioned, we still haven't seen that lineup at 100 percent. And it has signs of being very scary um, when it is at 100. So when we'll see that, it's going to be closer to the playoffs. And that's obviously going to be uh Super scary for anybody that's trying to come into LA and win a game over here. Yeah, no, and that's that's the biggest thing as well, right? When when you look at, at, at the Galaxy, is they're 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 not they're not. Once you see them at full health, you you know they can be the number one, or you know I, I don't really see things going down for them. Just how they're rolling and their mindset and how they're connecting and everything we mentioned. Um, they're looking good. They're looking definitely solid. So I think. You know, I have talked to them as right now. I know that I think we're just over half the season. So there's 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 still a lot to go on. But look, you mentioned, I think um, we'll see how the turnout is. Tomorrow is very hard Tuesday night uh, for people to show up on a Tuesday night. So I think that that's going to make it difficult um, to go. But like, obviously, I, I will be there. Uh, I'm not sure if you'll be there, Andy. But like, there, I mean, Alex, I know you're a season ticket holder. Are you, are you going to go tomorrow, Alex? Yeah, I'll be going tomorrow. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see how that goes. So, all right, guys, we're at the, we're at the thirty minute mark. So, like I said, because of the crazy schedule, uh, crazy, of what's going on, crazy schedule of games and stuff like that, I, we're covering the Galaxy game. So, I got to switch. We're gonna switch over now 